0: Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind.
1: And welcome to episode two of the Tipsy Sterling Podcast. I'm Kedar Foster, filmmaker, director, editor, and with me is...
0: Rudy Ruiz, also filmmaker, director,
1: cinematographer primarily. Fancy. Yeah. All right, we're here to talk about episode two, season one of The Twilight Zone, entitled Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Wait, aren't we doing one for the angels? Mr. Denton on Doomsday. Oh, you're right, sorry. Look, I don't think I'm nuts or anything. It's
0: nothing like that. It's just that, well, it's just that I don't seem to remember
1: who I am. Welcome to episode two of the Tipsy Serling podcast. Um, We are here to talk about one for the angels episode two of season one of the original run of the twilight zone directed by robert Parrish, written by the man himself rod serling and featuring more music from bernard herman which is pretty rad and cinematography again by joseph lachelle and the original air date for this episode is october 9th 1959
0: For centuries, shaman and other miracle workers have used herbs, tonics, and libations to facilitate their entry into other realities. Ladies and gentlemen, take a sip with us and enter the zone. Well, today we're going to lubricate ourselves, as you said. (laughs) We're going to try out some Four Roses Yellow Label Bourbon here. Alright, let me pour this up for this you. This shit
1: sounds expensive.
0: You know, this one, this is actually the entry level bourbon of the Four Roses. But later on, we'll be doing the other. They also have a small batch and a single barrel, mm-hmm. and we'll get to those uh, next time. We'll spread them out throughout the episodes. Um, this one actually sells for anywhere from, I want to say, 21 to 25 bucks. Don't shoot at this time. Okay. S- I, <laughs> I learned my lesson from episode yeah. one. Stay yeah. tuned, alcoholics. And this one, I don't really sit. I, I like to do uh, old fashions with this one. Okay. You know, the small batch and the single barrel I'll typically sit, but let's go
1: for it. All right. All right. So we're drinking we this neat. Ni- Cheers. Yeah. Salud. What's the other thing people say? Chin chin. I don't know, man. I just drink chin it. Chin chin, fucker. <laughs> This, this is more my
0: speed. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel yeah. like a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this finish That's is like going it. pretty long. It's actually got a bit of a rice spice to it. A little bit of honey, mm-hmm. vanilla ish, you know.
1: Do you detect hints of anything? How does it hit your palate?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm no an expert, but. You know, it's not that. No, nothing really pops to me here. Mm hmm. Again, the finish is definitely longer than I thought. I, I yeah. still kind of feel it. I'm it. And it's got that. a little bit of a spice, yeah. And I typically, I don't drink bourbons that regularly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a lot, and we'll be talking a lot of bourbon as we go on. Again, as well as the Four Roses, small batch, mm-hmm. single barrel. Um, I tend to like rye, you know, a little less sweet, a little more spice. But yeah, this one's pretty good. Again, but, you know, not, not too complex, not too... Uh, special like i say but it makes it it makes a good yeah yeah well it'll come down sunday night it makes a good old-fashioned man and again with it not being too expensive Mm -hmm. you know like i'm i'm 20 25 bucks like yeah i'll throw this into an old-fashioned fuck yeah um yeah that's that
1: rod serling the creator of twilight zone will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor (laughs)
0: If you love coffee, really do, here's a coffee break just for you. A coffee break that's truly new to make a great new you of you. Great new aroma,
1: rose
0: Banker. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension.
1: All right, welcome to enter the zone section of our podcast. We are talking about one for the angels. Uh, quick synopsis, a sidewalk pitchman. What the hell is that? That does not exist anymore. It's not a thing. Wow. They're like <laughs> occupation
0: pitchman. Yeah. What? Uh, how did this dude pay his rent? You see his apartment. <laughs> yeah. Did you see how big his apartment was?
1: I mean, <laughs> come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Lou Bookman makes a living selling toys and trinkets and uh, apparently lost in space robots. Yeah. That yeah. Was weird. Yeah. Took me like out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the children love him not in a creepy way at all it wasn't creepy not even a tiny little bit not creepy no 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 really not uh so anyway uh all of a sudden as you know things go death appears in his tiny uh apartment which is actually not that tiny and uh he's told that he's going to die of natural causes at midnight which i feel is very Generous and thoughtful of death to like let you know a couple of hours in advance, that you're gonna die at midnight. Yeah, he really it's did. Nice.
0: And, and you're just gonna natural causes, your you're gonna be sleeping. Super it's easy. all good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, man, you're selling shit on the <laughs> sidewalk. Like, your life's not that great, you're dude. You're selling just, lots just of go. space
1: robots. I yeah. mean. Just take the fucking if, if, consolation if, prize yeah. and go to sleep.
0: Yeah. If you believe heaven exists, then I mean, just you're you're in for something better. Go with it. It's got to <laughs> yeah. be better
1: than a fucking suitcase with yeah, a yeah. fucking robot in it, like in little little fucking poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. Come, Jesus. <laughs> come on. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Bookman strikes a deal with uh, death, and he basically forestalls his own death until he makes a great sales pitch one for the angels he says
0: between you and me i never made a truly big pitch i mean i mean a a big pitch a pitch big enough to for the skies to open up you know a a pitch for the angels of course that wouldn't mean very much to you but mean a great deal to me it would mean that for one moment in my whole life I would have done something successful.
1: And so, weirdly, Death agrees, even though we know Death has some tricks up his sleeve. He ain't stupid.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: Mm -hmm. um, Bookman is, like, really proud of himself. He outsmarted Death, and he's immortal now. And uh, Death says, uh, other arrangements must now be made, because someone will have to take his place. And so there's a little girl that is one of the little uh, neighborhood kids that hang around this guy in a totally not creepy way at all. Weird and creepy. (laughs) And (laughs) uh, she basically gets hit by a car.
0: But since you won't come with me, I've been forced to select an alternative.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And she lies in the street and she's comatose and she's supposedly going to die at midnight and death comes to hang out on the stoop like it's brooklyn 1986 to just wait until huh, yes, midnight dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's hanging out on the <laughs> yeah, stoop, like yeah, it's do the true. right thing with spike lee like yeah
0: <laughs> it's like dude, you can like appear and reappear yeah, whenever you like, want just, you just get there the at stoop, like, like, yeah it's completely oh, bizarre. Yeah, i'm just waiting waiting just chilling? for midnight just chilling? <laughs> i've never missed an appointment just, yeah just <laughs> hanging out
1: like okay fine you know what it's death's prerogative i'm not gonna you know uh question his motives uh, and so, basically, Mr. Bookman decides that he's going to make the pitch of the ages and for the angels to save this little girl's life. Because death doesn't really mean shit until it's a little girl that's going to die. Then he cares about dying. Right? Hmm. Am I being mean? No, I don't care. So anyway, <laughs> uh, in this like bizarre montage, uh, Mr. Bookman makes a pitch to death. Sells him some fucking ties? Sells him some fabric? Yeah, that that got kind of
0: weird, man. (laughs) That got kind of weird. All
1: of a sudden, death is not like this... Amazingly wise selection. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take
0: one. I'll take one. He
1: just becomes just give like me all of it. Give me a all weird yeah, 50s like yeah. street guy that like. He's oh my like, God, sw- I've never seen silk before. Yeah. Give me this tie. He's
0: sweating, looking at this fucking. Yo, like, did you he's notice just, the sweat? Yeah, dude. Okay. He's, try- he's trying to sell him floss That's one of my or notes. whatever the fuck. He Twine. was sweating like, like a motherfucker. Yeah, like, I'm like, Why is give, death give me all of it. Give me all of it. Yeah, I mean, man,
1: that part was bizarre. Okay. Uh, Okay, we'll talk about it. Go ahead (laughs) finish. um. And so uh, in his final pitch, Mr. Bookman pitches himself as um, some kind of, like, assistant or replacement to death for the little girl. And uh, death accepts it. And so the little girl gets to live. I'm going to call her Becky. The little Becky gets to live. (laughs) And (laughs) death and Mr. Bookman uh, start walking down the street. And... uh, Bookman kind of like passive aggressively goes like, "Am I going to heaven or what's the deal?" And then Death is like, "Oh yeah, you're you're going to heaven. You made it." Uh, and so all right, then they just walk off to the sunset, and it's all good. <laughs> 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 Let's talk about he, this. He doesn't
0: <laughs> say it passive aggressively. He just like, "Oh, I I don't know." I don't it maybe didn't come off passive aggressive. aggressive okay, though. maybe it's like, words. Oh yeah, like when we get up there, and he's like, "It's like a him, hopeful like, roll, right? oh. like up there," and he's like, "Yeah, you made it. You're good." Okay, which is also like. And like I mentioned before, man, it's like, dude, you're an old man who's, like, selling fucking bullshit <laughs> okay, well, out, of, out of a robots. out of a suitcase. <laughs> and you're, like, if you, like I said, if you believe in up there, if you believe in heaven, like, why do you want to stay doing what you're right. fucking doing? See, Who cares? You're, me, he's alone anyway. He's alone anyway.
1: Right. If it was me, the first question I would have said, like, where am I going? Am I going up or am I going down? Am I going up? Did yeah. I get to die in my sleep? And I'm selling toys? Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm good. Let me brush my teeth. Let me say my last garage. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I would have taken that. If he said I was going down there, then, you know, then I would have been bargaining like this guy. Oh, did. hell yeah. 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 So, yeah, I totally didn't find it creepy at all that the little neighborhood kids just loved this guy and he had no adult friends at all. I didn't find it creepy. I mean, it's... <laughs> it wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. <laughs> He's
0: selling toys, man. He's selling toys. He's a friendly guy. And I, I guess back then... People, <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> Babe, People were less, f- I, I don't know,
1: aware of pedophilia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that, but yeah, I guess you're right, man. It, well, well, it I guess creepy. I guess America was less aware because Fritz Lang over in Germany, fucking, he was already doing yeah, child killing movies. He, he made, yeah, he made M. Yeah, with, um, okay. So who, maybe not, was, uh, who, who uh, oh, who's the actor in M?
1: Oh, that's Peter Lorre, man. Peter Lorre, yeah. 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 Man, right there. (laughs) From fucking Fucking Casablanca or whatever. dude. From (laughs) fucking Maltese. I was going to say the Faulty Falcon. Brought to you by uh, (laughs) Four Roses. (laughs) Bourbon. You know, talking shots real quick. So that shot in
0: M, when it's like the girl playing with the ball in the beginning, the beginning of the movie, and then you just see the shadow.
1: Mm. of him stepping up, you know, that's what's up. But anyway, sorry. Speaking of I shadows, that's actually one of my favorite bits in this episode. Right before death appears, you see the, the shadow, shadow moving yeah. over yeah. him. I thought that yeah, was yeah. really well done. Yeah. Yeah, props to the director um, for that one. And,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I got to say, too, going back to him, uh, you know, death is all of a sudden, well, he's trying to sell him the ties at the mm-hmm. end to save the little girl, you know, because he tells him. Before she gets hit, he's like, "All right, well, we made the bargain. How long do you think it's gonna take?" And he's Mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I pulled a fast one on you. I'm not gonna do it." And he's like, "Well, you forced me to take someone else in your place because I'm not leaving empty-handed." The girl gets hit. I, yeah, it would have hit home a little more, I think, if she just died right off the bat and there Mm -hmm. wasn't a chance to save her. And then he's seeing more people die, and that, yeah, is what motivates him to like, "Fuck, all right, let me do it," you know. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I, I think that would have been. Uh, um, I guess that goes to the end of the segment of Does It Hold Up? I feel like nowadays, like that's exactly that's what, it what we would have done. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I
1: definitely noticed that the girl was like the most well composed, well lit, gorgeous little girl hit by a car I've ever seen. (laughs) She's like laid on the street in like beautiful compose and her hands like (laughs) delicately placed along her sides and like a feel like filling in her features and yeah like, yeah
0: they definitely weirdly, uh, weirdly, like, got a lot of vanity really go gorgeous there, for like a little
1: girl who got hit by a car and like yeah. no blood and no broken bones and <laughs> she just have some penicillin and she'll be fine by midnight like, yeah yeah he's just <laughs> oh i don't really i don't really know what's wrong we'll no, know like you know like, what doctor you suck you need to get fired yeah <laughs> this is completely bizarre but um yeah and i i didn't i just what did you think of Edwin's performance? The is that the main guy cuz Booker, cause, Booker or Yes. Cuz um, I only know him from people's man. impressions of Edwin. Uh-huh. And I've never seen Edwin like actually act.
0: I it, it was all right. He did it. He conveyed it. <laughs> he showed up. He was there. Well, no, I mean, I he he did the character. You mm-hmm. know, he, he seemed like the old man that the kids mm-hmm. had never fun fell. with. And, come on, man. <laughs> That the kid's like, Doug, he's the, the nice dude or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. That that didn't stand out to me. I, I like Death. And I'll have you know, mm. that's the mayor from Jaws, man. You, ever seen, you must have seen Shut Jaws. Shut the fuck up, is it? Yeah, that's the mayor from Jaws. I'm uh, like, this dude looks so familiar. And I looked I've him up. I've seen Jaws like,
1: twice in my entire life. I don't love it. I don't think right. he knows about me, but I'm not like a big Spielberg guy.
0: That's fine, but... Jaws is a good movie. But anyway, it's yeah, good. that's it's that's good. the mayor it's from good. Ja- yeah. That's the scumbag mayor from Jaws. That, uh, when I watch that movie, I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, here he is. He's fucking doing the death thing." And I thought he was cool and he's chill. He's just like, "Yeah, you're uh fucking whatever your name is. You're mm-hmm. a Pitchman." Right. <laughs> pitchman yeah, is, is a little, your like Moleskin
1: notebook. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I just, man, it it kind of bothers me that you know, he's trying to sell him the ties to stall him so he doesn't make his midnight appointment with mm-hmm. the girl and all that. And So you just wouldn't th- fuck that's up the where, entire well, clockwork th- of the universe? That's where, yeah. <laughs> and he even says, he's like, yeah, that's unheard of. Like, like that'll fuck up selfish the fuck? time, space, continue, whatever. <laughs> Which, and man, I, I guess now that I'm talking about it, this episode's kind of disappointing on some levels. Because mm. he mentions that. Like, that's unheard of. Like, everything would be fucked up if I didn't do this, you know? Mm. Which makes sense. It would have. A lot of things down the line. Sure. And which is why in the first place, this dude um, making his deal to live longer to do this pitch is why he's like, all right, well, I got to take someone. So this fucking right. kid's going to feel come. that spot, you know, and that happens. He misses it. And like nothing really happened. It was all good. I felt it should have been a bad. Um, It should have fucked up both of them. And I, I don't know, like nothing happened.
1: Yeah, but in, in that maybe case, it's also death well, was bullshitting him.
0: I mean, yeah, I sure we could think that, but, th- <laughs> but there's nothing. There's not. They're making. They're leading us to believe that something bad is gonna happen. Time's gonna unravel. I don't remember the exact quote. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't happen, there's nothing that leads us to believe that death would be fucking with him. He's just there doing. A fucking job right you know making his appointments as he fucking very,
1: says uh corporate very workman
0: yeah i mean there's in, in that you know in storytelling it's like you're not gonna i'm supposed to think all of a sudden like oh jeff death just fucked with him like no right, right. You know right. Adding all I mean? this like extra textual yeah. information to something yeah. that's not in the text yeah and then him right. all of a sudden like he's selling him the ties and he's like buying them and there's that point he's like it's selling him fucking twine and he's just oh give me all of it give me that's it. like,
1: never seen a silk the tie here, dude. like you've never seen silk from india or it doesn't yeah <laughs> and on. it doesn't that
0: that just got kind of weird for me it, yeah it, it lowered the stakes and that the, the the shit happens and yeah he makes the big pitch and it's like, all right now he's he's gonna sorry
1: man <laughs> he's gonna take brought to you by angel one brewery yeah angel <laughs> four city roses. yeah four, four for roses. A, <laughs> bourbon yeah
0: still double teaming with that angel city mm-hmm. um what was I gonna say, man? But it seem he weird. Yeah, it, it it didn't work out, and he does make it. it should have been either he misses the appointment mm-hmm. and that fucks everything up, or he manages to do the pitch and he pitches himself, and then that's when it's like, yeah, you made midnight. your big pitch. All right, so now I'm taking you. Right. Which was the plan. It's like but it was why like after tried? midnight? Like yeah, like why miss my appointment? Why do both parts of it? was kind of weird to me, and again, I guess this is more just the storytelling or whatever, yeah, and who am I to thing? fucking talk about, like, the dudes who wrote this? Rod, Rod Sterling, Sterling wrote, like, yeah. <laughs> who am I to talk shit, <laughs> but... That's kind of a weird one for me. And yeah. again, like it was weird when I was watching it, but now talking about it out loud, I'm realizing how much it bothered me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was totally I was totally into it until Death started acting like he had never seen a silk tie yeah. before. Put it, he was, like, super put it all in the back, put it all in the everything. Yeah, he grabs the Give bag, he's three. like, just put it all in the bag. Yeah, I was just like, What? what the, the fuck are you doing, Lloyd? Yeah, so like, yeah. Mayor in my, from Jaws. <laughs> 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 in my headcanon, the only way this episode works is if all of that was part of of death just doing what he thought the pitch needed to see in order to get what he was going to accomplish. Like in my mind, death has to be so fucking smart that he did all that on purpose in order to achieve his goal, which was to get bookman to go with him to the next life. Sure. Cause it sure. yeah. doesn't work like that. The whole shit falls apart. And it makes yeah. me sad because I love death, like being in a suit and like hanging out in your room and shit. Like, one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite things of like evil Satan Death is uh, in that movie Constantine. Have you ever seen that I movie? Know, I where never Peter saw Stormare it. is Death and he uh, he's um he's Satan, and he's like in this all white suit, and he just comes down to Earth and he's like creepy but also kind of classy, and I kind of like the idea of like Death or Satan or something that's like inherently scary, being like very classy and like well suited and appearing like not the kind of form you would expect yeah and so like i really was like oh i like that death is like chilling in a cool like rod Serling suit and just hanging out like yeah in his apartment and shit but
0: (laughs) you know what else is kind of cheesy speaking of that is you know in the beginning of the episode there's those steps and the salesman's on the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and the mayor from jaws is against (laughs) the column like (laughs) taking notes on him that mayor from jaws being death and, you mean Rod, they were, and they were
1: on the stoop of the Cosby show, yeah.
0: Well, and then, well, no, not that part, not, the, I mean, the very beginning, and then Rod Serling oh, starts talking. Rod Serling started yeah. this. I, I like when he's like, and this is Bookman, I he's on just the treadmill of life, so, something like that. He's, mm-hmm. He compares it to like he's just right. doing the same every summer day, the, he's a staple yeah, at this the same whatever. shit every day. Yeah. All, he's just on the yeah. treadmill of doing whatever the fuck he's doing. A nondescript, commonplace little man whose life is a treadmill built out of sidewalks. In just a moment, Lou Bookman will have to concern
1: himself with survival.
0: And then, like, and this man here is death and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah and it like pulls into like a medium close-up mm-hmm. and then the music cue is like done like, mm-hmm. and he spikes the camera, and the camera. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> was, uh, to me i was like come on dude i was like get out of here i kind of like it because it like <laughs> that was I, i'm sorry that was cheesy to me because he's me. chill he's chill i i like when they don't break the fourth wall that way like in you know, I guess this is probably something they just didn't figure out till later or mm-hmm. think about because you know Sterling comes in eventually. Yeah, they do like a whip hand whatever. to whatever. Sterling, he comes in or he'll walk in the frame and he's talking to the audience and that's mm-hmm. cool. And the people will still be interacting in behind him, right? You know, on you know, and it's it's separate. But here, it's like this motherfucker looked at the camera, <laughs> like he just spikes the camera on that music cue, like it's supposed I to be scary because
1: it, it was like. I felt like it was implicating me, like, as a voyeur watching the program. It was like, hey, fucker, death knows that you're watching, too. Okay. And he's watching okay. you, too. Okay. You know I mean? So, like, I took it to the I, place. I, 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 right. I dig that. Yeah, I dig that. that shit, bitch. I I'm dig smart. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're a true artist, man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, when you're going to – if you're going to break the third wall. The fourth like, wall. The fourth wall. Oh, because I was watching The Third Man today. That's why. That number's <laughs> in my head. If you're going to break the fourth wall, you really it has to be done for a purpose and it has to be done well. Yeah. So I can see where you're coming from with that, but I also have a propensity to like if something doesn't quite work, I'll like add my own reasoning and like headcanon to like like buffer it and make it better. So to me it was like Right. Death was looking at me, too. Like It's not just about Mr. Bookman. It's also about me. Like My yeah, life yeah. could be over at any moment, and Death could be like hanging out in my little shitty bachelor apartment and, in Los Angeles. And, and I, <laughs> the five-by-five. <by> five. <laughs> <Right. laughs> in my space yeah. capsule. <laughs> no, and
0: I mean, you know that maybe that was in the realm of the, the director and you know, of mm-hmm. Rod Serling himself writing it.
1: Maybe. Are we that. giving it too much credit?
0: Yeah, I mean, better... I, Better than him just spiking the camera and it being lame <laughs> as no fuck, reason. dude. Like, All right, on the with musical that. cue. I'll
1: go with that. <laughs> um, I do have to say that when I first saw Death in this episode, I thought he was Josh Brolin for, like, a hot second. And I was like, <gasps> that's not right. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> he looked
1: like it for, like, a hot second.
0: Much like the acid story, I can't
1: relate to that. <laughs> and then there was a moment um, where Bookman noticed that the guy was – like fucking creeping on him in that staircase and i would have been more freaked out that this guy was just watching me right on the street and then showed up in my apartment like i felt like he wasn't freaked out enough yeah yeah you know what i mean like it was just weird and i felt like it should have been weird it should have been weirder yeah yeah um that's pretty much all I gotta say about this episode. <laughs> you gotta keep drinking your oh, your bourbon, dude. Tell the listeners I haven't finished my drink.
0: Yeah, he hasn't finishes four roses. It's good though because episode one when we did that uh, Jameson Caskmates, he just I fucking, fucking shot <laughs> torpedo that shit. Yeah. I
1: didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, I should
0: have been more clear, man. <laughs> on the on this show, we're not shooting some no 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 we're some, classy some gentlemen. Weeks. Yeah, we're drinking this stuff. Neat. Yeah, I mean I've got those fancy like two by two ice cubes if you need rocks, but. <laughs>
1: okay without the rocks yeah i'm good my life is rocky enough i'm good good. all right so back to reality
0: ladies and gentlemen it's time for us to get back to reality
1: do you rudy think this episode holds up in 2018 nope (laughs) I'm glad you really uh, sat there and considered it and wrote a three C's on it. And... Well, I, I talked about it already. I, I, that was, I feel like most of
0: my talk on it was how it doesn't like, okay. It, it, oh, they they could have done more. They could have gone further. It yeah. didn't. It just, yeah. Oh, give me all the ties and floss. Yeah, like the mayor from Mr. Fucking oh. Robinson over here. Yeah. Spiking the camera. All right. I say Mr. Robinson because he was also in the graduate. He was, Mr. Robinson. That was
1: shot the fuck up. Yeah, he was the husband of, of Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, Jesus loves you. More yeah, he you. was. The, he was the husband. We can't sing that because we we'll have to pay for it.
0: All right. Yeah. The mayor from Jaws, <laughs> spike the fucking camera. Doesn't <laughs> does
1: hold up. You bastard. <laughs> you spiking fuck. <laughs> he All had right. a good look.
0: He was a believable death, though.
1: He. He was had, great. He had a look. He's he, great. You know. Yeah. I like his little moleskin notebook, like writing shit down. I was wondering when I was watching this episode, is it like a final thing? does each person that he greets, is their entire life fitting in a notebook? Like, does he have a moleskin for each person on Earth? And then he just, like, flips through it and, like, reviews their life. And, like, can a person's life fit in a fucking moleskin? (laughs)
0: I'm assuming that it was just the... The important stats. Like born eighteen ninety. Oh, so it was in Wikipedia. Living here. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. It well it was like the, the first little Tab of Wikipedia, like you—you <laughs> you haven't gotten to plot or overview or early life yet. Okay, you, okay. you're at the top the, part. The you're at synopsis. The, yeah, you're at the top All synopsis, right. and then the right column where it's like affiliates and <laughs> spouses and. I mean, how much
1: did this guy have careers. in Wikipedia? Though, like yeah. he was born, he grew up, he sold robots. Kids loved him. <laughs> he died. Like, like robots <laughs> and floss, Dude, What was that? You don't remember that? Like after he sells
0: him the ties, mm-hmm. and he's got that string, and he's like strong as steel. Right. Like, I'm
1: like it's. Fucking <laughs> death what like the he's the not impressed that? by your fucking silk steel yeah. like come on dude you're gonna sell death like a necktie yeah. <laughs> and a lost in space robot uh, i, just... I kind of feel that because we're now we're just blasting this episode <laughs> and I'm like there can't all be fucking winners i'm yeah. just gonna say that i love the series but they can't yeah. all be winners so i'm just gonna put that out there oh, also man. Did Lost in Space come out before the Twilight Zone or after the Twilight Zone? I couldn't say.
0: I'm not too familiar with Lost in Space. Though I hear that the new new Netflix series is apparently really, really awesome.
1: Really? Uh, I heard it was not good.
0: I've only heard that it's good. I've (laughs) got to finish the Americans, though, so I'm going to focus on that. Okay,
1: you do that. (laughs) You do that. I'm going to continue on my six feet under revisit, rewatch. There you go. Hold on, let me just Wikipedia real quick. And six Feet see. Under, how
0: relevant to death.
1: Oh, this is a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Best show on television, I don't care. I might start a podcast with Six Feet Under, I don't care.
0: I don't know about all that. Fight me! We'll start a podcast on why Six Feet Under is not the best show. Fuck off. <laughs> Fight me for it.
1: Hold on, let me look at Lost in Space real quick. We can just cut out the dead space of this. Because I really want to know. <laughs> All right, according to Wikipedia, Lost in Space, which ran for 3 fucking seasons, really? It started in 1965.
0: Yeah, so 6 years after 6 years after Twilight so Zone. So
1: that fucking robot in Lost in Space was just it was just a robot that was like in you
0: know, they American they probably ripped off a toy. Then they, they just, probably ripped off an actual toy.
1: Yeah, that's really bizarre. to sell
0: toys, no. just like porgs. <laughs> <a> good point,
1: <laughs> just like porgs. That's really bizarre to me. Like, to me, that's the Lost in Space robot, and then that fucker yeah. was around way before the show was.
0: That's funny. I thought the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, the Lost in Space robot. Right, I was like Danger Will. Because even done. though I haven't, I've, I've never, I've never been into. it. I've never seen the. The movie with matt leblanc and gary Oldman. no one saw it and except i've never matt LeBlanc. yeah and i've never <laughs> and i've never seen the original <laughs> series nor the new one but i reckon i know that image of that that robot, robot. Yeah. yeah
1: well there's also that robot is in forbidden planet the movie you ever seen forbidden planet no
0: i know what you're talking about i know that movie i haven't seen it
1: that robot is in that movie too okay. so i'm not sure where the timeline is on that but Apparently that robot's been fucking getting residual checks for generations now, so <laughs> big ups to the fucking robot yeah, family. I, I've seen those life <laughs> I've
0: seen those life size uh, molds and shit at Monster Palooza, yeah. man. Of that robot.
1: So. This has been the Tipsy sterling Podcast, episode two, season one. Join us next week where we go over uh, Twilight Zone season one, episode three, entitled "Mr. Denton on Doomsday," directed by Alan Reisner, written by Rod Serling, and featuring stock music. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's bye. Right, dude. Thanks for listening to the Tipsy Serling podcast. You can find us on Twitter at tipsy serling you can find us on instagram tipsy underscore podcast or you can send us an email at the at gmail.com